Hey, what's going on everybody and welcome to Rock Video Rental. I am Brandon and with me as always is Caleb and we are continuing on with the Rambo series. We are on Rambo First Blood Part 2, but before we get to all that, we do like we always do. And Caleb, what have you been watching? Uh, well, I took on a huge undertaking this weekend and I watched Interstellar for the first time. So have you seen Rock. that? I have not seen that. Okay, well, block off three hours on your calendar. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, good movie, entertaining. I went into it wondering why it had to be so long. But then after watching the whole thing, it it made more sense. I mean, maybe some of it was drawn out, but it, it worked. A lot of um, 2001 A Space Odyssey vibe to it. Uh, made me think of that a lot, and I'm certain that there had to be some inspiration there. I don't know if there was direct uh, correlation between elements, but uh, one thing. So one thing that happened though in my experience that absolutely sucked and was making me so furious is that after two hours and twenty minutes, so basically there's like thirty minutes left in this movie, and at that point you're basically at the climax of the movie, you know, because like they get to the climax and then they have kind of like, okay, where did what happens afterwards? Yeah. Uh, my streaming froze. Yeah. I was so, so basically I dedicated two and two hours and 20 minutes to this movie. And then it froze. And I was like, you've got to be freaking kidding me. Like this is <laughs> the most monumental part of this movie and I cannot watch it. Dude, uh, that's then, like that that blank tape that I told you about that had that football game on it. Yeah. And I get to the game goes into overtime. Like the game's from 1987. I know who wins. I just wanted to see what happened at the end. And the tape ends right when overtime starts <laughs> and rewinds. <laughs> and I'm like, oh man, that's a bummer. And then I started thinking about it. Imagine being the dude that recorded that back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> and he didn't get to see the end of it. <laughs> it's probably some kid where he's like, Mom, make sure you record the show afterwards too. And she picks the wrong recording speed. Yep. <sighs> it's like, mom, dang it. Come on. <laughs> so, yeah. So I watched Interstellar. Um, and yeah, good movie. Um, I understand the hype around it and everything. Some of it was a little, um, like I said, could have maybe been trimmed down, but. All in all, kind of interesting. If you had seen it, I would have maybe talked about some things, uh, some elements that I thought would have been kind of interesting that maybe would have debunked some of the stuff that happened in the movie, but I won't really go into it since you will have no idea what I'm talking about. Right. But yeah, what about, uh, so that was three Your hours. Your entire ago. weekend? <laughs> yeah, all my free time <laughs> over the weekend. Uh, well, I'm still continuing on with my WWE Attitude Era um calendar thing that i made so i watched a few episodes of raw watched a few episodes of shotgun saturday night and then i watched the last pay-per-view from 1997 which was wwf in your house degeneration x um that was a pretty decent show uh the in your house ones those were kind of made to be they're shorter than like the bigger pay-per-views and they cost less back in the day so there are more just like glorified episodes of Raw <laughs> with 
higher stakes, I guess, if you will. But yeah, not nothing too exciting there. Um, I watched that shiny happy people after you talked about it. Oh, yeah. uh, that was pretty good. It was kind of disturbing in parts. My wife and I both watched that. Mm-hmm. And just, yeah. Overly religious cult wackadoodles. Yep. And everything they believe. Uh, we watched a few episodes of Friends because we ran out of stuff to watch. Um, I started with season two of Winning Time, the HBO show about the Showtime Lakers. That came back. I watched first episode of season two on that. Uh, and then I watched the latest Dark Side of the Ring um, episode. It was about Marty Jannetty from the Rockers. Him and Shawn Michaels were a tag team in like the 80s, early 90s. And they split up and then like Shawn Michaels got to be like kind of the face of the company and Marty Jannetty like got fired and hired back about four times and just like the guy's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> and he's had a lot of like substance abuse problems and everything and oh dude they showed like he had tons of ankle injuries I guess really bad mm. to the point where he had like the joint replaced in his ankle and they like showed his foot and it's like super swollen and he's got like this nasty looking cut and everything and it's just, it just was gross <laughs> but the stuff that those guys go through is ridiculous and then I watched the dark side of the 2000s latest episode it was on tmz and it was totally lame like i don't really care tmz is just gossip crap like i don't care that this person is out with this person and they got drunk and like who cares right <laughs> and that's all that was about basically the last two were kind of like that because the one before that was Lindsay lohan like our life kind of spiraled out of control hmm and I always think that anytime my wife and I watch Mean Girls, like, wow, Lindsay Lohan was like awesome in this movie. And like, what the heck happened to her? <laughs> kind of thing. Like, little did we know that she was going to take a nosedive after this. But yeah. yeah, that's pretty much it for me. But I did also watch Rambo First Blood Part 2. Um, is it the greatest love story of our time or is it a senseless action movie? Because I think we get a little bit of both in this. So let's discuss and find out. Rambo, First Blood Part 2. It is from 1985 and is directed by George P. Cosmatos. And the plot is, Rambo returns to the jungles of Vietnam on a mission to infiltrate an enemy base camp and rescue American POWs still held captive there. Uh, the cast, we got Sylvester Stallone as John Rambo, Richard Crenna as Troutman, Charles Napier as Murdoch, Stephen Burkhoff as... Potavosky, Julia Nixon as Co, and Martin Cove from Karate Kid fame as Erickson. Totally forgot he was in this movie. Yeah, me too. Um, he was in a lot of stuff in like the 80s and 90s that he just pops up out of nowhere. Um, the one that really surprised me is he was in the original Last House on the left. Oh, okay. Yeah, he plays like a cop, but he's like a bumbling cop. It pops up out of nowhere. 
Hmm. And he's in very Death Race two thousand. Oh dang! I did another one with Stallone. Yeah, that's a very very early Stallone movie. I'm very confused on. I well, granted, I only saw that once, so I don't remember yeah. where he pops in. But yeah, I've only seen that once and maybe bits and pieces of it. Hmm. Um. It's been a long time. I have to revisit it. Man, he has a long list of films. Yeah, he's kind of a played a lot of like small roles and is always a jerk because he's good at it. <laughs> <laughs> Even now on Cobra Kai, he's a jerk and he's great at it. Well, he doesn't exactly look like a guy that you would want to cast for like trying to win father of the year or anything. No, he just looks like a unhinged lunatic. Well, he looks like the bad stepdad. Yeah, you know? he does. It's like, anyway. oh, my, my mom is dating this guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they could have had him play the the boyfriend role in Firstborn, which is a movie I know you haven't seen, so I don't know why I just referenced that. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So they had the guy played RoboCop, Peter Weller play him. Which is an interesting role for him. But yeah, watch that movie. It's pretty good. But since we're not talking about Firstborn, we're talking about First Blood Part 2. Uh, this is, gosh, the first time I've watched this in a few years. I tried watching it on CD not too long ago, and the copy I had was like super skippy. So I got a replacement one that plays better, but I more just like scanned over it to see if it played well. Mm-hmm. And then this time when I watched, it, I actually watched it on Betamax. Um, yeah, I couldn't decide if I wanted to watch that on CD or Beta, and I went with Beta. But this was always the one I went back to was saying was my favorite, and I think it's just because it's nonstop action. And, you know, I don't really feel that way now about it. I have to kind of watch the rest of them to see how I feel. But it's still an enjoyable, like, roller coaster. Because I, there's few movies that are truly, like, nonstop action. And this is one of them. <laughs> Explosions, yeah. gunfire. Um, snakes and trees. Snakes and trees. <laughs> killings. Just one after another. Uh and it's funny because we're coming off not too long ago from Roadhouse, which is another movie I consider is, you know, pretty heavy on the action. Um, um, this one has 100% less Swayze buns, which is good. <laughs> <laughs> but you get the Rambo abs. Yeah, and Rambo back. That's the other thing I remember is, yeah, the zooming in on his muscles. <laughs> constantly oh, yeah. uh and i mean we'll get some more than that uh there's a lot of things this movie does pretty well i feel like um i really enjoy troutman again uh richard crenna just did such a great job of that role throughout the series and i mean this one's no exception um pretty solid again in the role Mm. And just him and Stallone seem to have some pretty good chemistry, even though you know they don't really have a heck of a lot of scenes together until, if I remember correctly, Rainbow Three, they have more. Um, 
but this one the the scenes that they do have together i feel like they have really good chemistry yeah i'd say most of the acting was good yeah i would Um, agree with that there's not much that would put as great or bad um there's not really anything um oscar award-winning performances uh there wasn't uh well i mean i think they kind of maybe tried for a final dramatic speech dialogue again but it was totally not at all like the first one oh no the first one was very impactful yeah just with the emotion and the realness of it and this one's more like macho Mm -hmm. um over the top we always say that and it just (laughs) it perfectly fits with stallone (laughs) yeah well then uh so like i said most uh, most of the acting was good there was nothing that was great borderline bad um i would i don't know if i would say bad but probably just for um the less impressive performances um julie nixon as co yeah it's just kind of wooden yeah and the pow's uh but they were just such a small part that stuff which i'm not gonna put that in the bad category because basically it's just like eh, it it wasn't good but it wasn't bad yeah julie nixon she had such an interesting look to her Mm -hmm. and she's kind of hard to really pin down because you know she's kind of supposed to be like vietnamese but she doesn't fully look asian and i'm kind of interested to see like what her ethnic background is because i don't it's she's hard to explain um i'm looking up right now apparently she's singaporean uh well isn't that wait isn't singapore thailand Am I wrong? No, it's its own country. What? Wait. Singapore? We're, we're going to be called out for Probably. our bad geography. <laughs> the Republic of Sing- Singapore. It's oh. an island country. <laughs> what? Why did I think? What's the capital of Thailand? He comes from oh, Singapore Bangkok. because he sings really poor, <laughs> which is a Pablo Francisco reference. <laughs> it is totally a but, country. Wow. Yep. There you go. That's yeah, my bad. she's so yeah she's definitely asian but she just i don't know she has like an interesting look to her um and i think that itself brings something to this but i mean as an actress like yeah she wasn't really all that great i mean she was kind of hit and miss and a little wooden at times so i would agree with that yeah but um I would say Martin Cove was another one that was really good. Like, I just love to hate that guy. (laughs) Right. Yeah, and he had, when he popped up, I was just like, oh, man, I totally forgot. I couldn't remember exactly his role. Yeah. Or how big it was, I guess. And considering how little he was actually in the movie, it's not too surprising that you could forget he's in it. Yeah. Uh, He's one of those guys that, like, he doesn't have a huge role, but the scenes he's in just stand out to you. Like he mm-hmm. makes an impact in everything he's in. And I mean, Charles Napier is Murdoch. That guy was just a freaking jerk. Yeah. Uh, he did another, you know, another person did a really good job in this. 
Uh, as far as like great stuff, I the nonstop action. I mean, if if the if the first one's a little slower and maybe a little dull to you, then you're probably gonna be gravitate more towards this one, which that was kind of me at a younger age, at least like when I was like a teenager. Mm-hmm. I remember watching Rambo two and Rambo three a lot with my dad, just because maybe those were the ones that were on TV more than uh, First Blood, but. Yeah, I don't know. This one, like I said, the nonstop action, the ridiculous, over-the-top action, the unbelievable stuff, which was absent from the first one. Yeah. So What's... I feel like there's there's two kinds of people. There's the people that really enjoy the story and the plot of the first one and the realness of it, and then the people that like the more cheesy ridiculousness of this. And it, you can kind of go that way, too, with Rocky. Like, either you like the first one the most, or you are you lean towards Rocky four. Yeah, it's very interesting because having done Rocky, doing this Rambo series now, and then looking at other series we've done, which most of the time the series that we've done have been horror movies. Yeah. At how uh, big a variety that you can get from the same series. Because you're exactly right, especially with talking about it in comparison to Rocky, where the first one, especially the earlier ones, are more of your drama, serious. Rounded in reality, yeah. Yeah, uh, realism. And then the further you go, the more um, Hollywood gets involved and makes it more (laughs) of an entertainment factor than a drama factor. The 80s gets cranked up to 11. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that's what kind of what happens here um you know in the first movie you get to see a little bit about rambo and you get to learn more about his character and then it's really in this one you get to see like how much of like a non-stop killing machine he is mm-hmm. like the dude pretty much takes out um a part of an army by himself and then it yeah. even gets crazier once you get to rambo three but i mean we'll get to that next time well, granted, uh-huh. granted, I'm quite convinced that the soldiers he was going up against might have been the worst soldiers ever in history. They're probably just stormtroopers without uh, helmets on. <laughs> right. <laughs> they can't hit the broad side of a barn. Yeah. Um, which I guess it that's kind of the more the one of the more nitpicky quote-unquote bad things about this is a lot of the guys that he's going against are just basically target practice for Rambo. I mean, a lot of people, when you talk about Rambo, the first thing that pops in their head is like, okay, Sylvester Stallone with long black hair, um, oiled up body, <laughs> you know, shirtless, with a red bandana and a big machine gun, and that's this movie. Yeah, or yeah. orders big knife, but yeah, it's yeah. a big gun or his big knife. And so, well, that's the thing too is just like the the beginning portion, beginning half. I can't remember exactly where it was of this movie was rather reasonable because he was being stealthy, and you know mm-hmm. he's like taking them out one by one, and you know more more grounded in reality. But then uh, I can't remember exactly which part it was. I think it was when they were escaping. Yeah, they were escaping the first time with the POW guy. And 
they're getting shot at and Rambo has time to turn around in the middle of the open <laughs> with his gun and shoot a guy from the hip and take him out without even getting scratched by a bullet. Dude, there's a part in this movie where he's shooting a 50 caliber machine gun from the hip. Yeah. <laughs> which is impossible. Because <laughs> those things are mounted to like Jeeps or helicopters or something, but not for Rambo, which is no. mounted to his massive bicep. <laughs> mounted to his hip. Uh, like, I don't know how many times. Have you ever seen the Major League movies? Uh, not all of them. Uh, well, there's Major League Two. And when they start off, they're talking about um, Willie Mays Hayes doing an action movie with Jesse Ventura. Okay. And it was called um, Black Thunder, White Lightning. <laughs> and they, they show like action scenes from that. And like Willie Mays Hayes has this machine gun. And he's just like shooting and he's just wildly swinging it back and forth, like spraying bullets. <laughs> and that's really like reminiscent of this. <laughs> yeah. Where like these guys cannot even come close to hitting Rambo, and he just turns around, gets his gun, and just goes and sprays it around. It <laughs> takes out like five guys by himself. <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely the eighties for you right there. Yeah, you know, you get the scenes making fun of this too in Hot Shots Part Two, mm-hmm. <laughs> where it's like uh, Charlie Sheen's character just taking out everybody. And yeah. like, there's a there's a meter counting how many people have died. uh that's that's to the point where these movies got like i said rambo 3 even takes it up another level um the first thing i had with this kind of nitpicky is like it's all action now for good and bad and because there's no real solid plot because it really the whole story when i read the the plot earlier that's what the movie became. It became Rambo trying to liberate these POWs. But the whole idea was they sent him to Vietnam to take pictures of POWs. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you're going to send John freaking Rambo to take pictures of POWs. Like, okay, he's not a photographer. <laughs> he's a, he's a highly trained green beret. Killing so machine. How, how do you and, use this thing? And it's obvious that like he's got um like some PTSD from the first movie, you know? <laughs> yeah. But let's just send him right into the war zone, right back to where he was, where all of his buddies died. And let's just expect him to take pictures and come back with mm-hmm. them. Like any like don't attack, don't don't be seen kind of thing. And I'm like, okay, yeah, but, like this is dumb. This is like sending a dog into um like a meat market and not expecting them to like eat something. Yeah. <laughs> like a starving dog into a meat market. Like here, don't eat any of this stuff. Just come back. Good luck with that. Yeah, no, I mean the and that premise was kind of dumb. I mean, honestly they could have made it so since the real premise was that they expected that the camp was going to be empty anyways yeah that they could have just set up a mission for rambo anyways saying hey you know this is where we've heard there are pow's our plan is for you to go in first recon then we're going to go in and rest like we're going to come in with reinforcements and we're all going to rescue them together and then 
what should have happened, what they anticipated would have happened would have been, oh, there's nobody there. Oh, there's no POWs. There's no mission. Yeah. And so, yeah, they framed it up very strange. I mean, I understand what they were going for with the whole concept of, hey, nobody can say that we have any excuse that we didn't do our job because technically we're set, we're sending in the best person possible for this. But yeah, yeah it was, eh, I mean, definitely something to chalk up in the bad category. Yeah. And, you know, we've already kind of touched on uh, the girl slash love interest. I mean, she was very wooden, but like, did Rambo need a love interest? No, he did not. (laughs) Rambo's a killing machine. He's not Rocky. Yeah. You know, Rocky's got that sensitive side to him where he's um, willing to help out people and he's got a connection with Adrian and he loves Adrian very much. Like, we didn't really need that with Rambo. No. Rambo's there to like save the POWs, blow people away, and be an unstoppable force. Like that's mm-hmm. what we watch Rambo for. Yeah, it was very I mean, granted, this is just the second movie, but it just seemed very uncharacteristic for the character. Yeah. To essentially yeah. be like, Oh, I've known you for like four hours. I love you. <laughs> Oh, man, there's a lot of parallels with this and Predator. Because I feel like that girl character always kind of reminds me of the girl from Predator. Mm -hmm. It's funny that you mentioned that because I totally had in my notes. It's it didn't exactly happen. But when they were escaping with the PO, all the POWs, uh, Sylvester Sloan was like, get to the helicopter. I was (laughs) like, get to the chopper. Oh, you almost said it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what I thought, too. It made me laugh. Um, Predator actually came out two years after this, so maybe nope. Predator ripped Rambo off. And Dead. I do remember them saying that their original idea was to have Stallone and Arnold both in Predator. Mm. So that would make sense. Yeah, so it would have been like Rambo with Arnold. That would have been awesome. I mean, Predator's already an amazing movie as it is, but... What would have been really funny is if they did Predator uh, with the normal characters and then they come across Rambo because he's trying to do the same mission. <laughs> uh, what are you doing? Who's good? <laughs> you got to get out of here. <laughs> And then at the same time, Arnold says, get to the chopper, and Rambo says, get to the helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> oh, gosh. Maybe other things that didn't work so well in this? Um, yeah, we kind of talked about it with the the mission being pretty much over. Um, but the whole thing with the Russians, like, the only reason that happened is because it was the 80s. They're like, oh, we got the bad Vietnamese guys, but you know who's really bad is the Russians. Let's throw them in. Oh, I know. Like, that was, I I kind of forgot that happened in this one because there's some other stuff with, uh, well, like, because, of course, we have the villains in the other movies, but 
it just seems so unnecessary because you you have all the villains bad guys that you need yeah why do you need to introduce another one all you needed was some kind of vietnamese leadership role coming in who could speak english and do practically the exact same thing oh yeah totally um basically this is spider-man 3 because like do we need more villains (laughs) just keep throwing them in there right that's like we got the vietnamese guys they're bad we got murdoch he's a bad guy Mm -hmm. and then we got the russians the russians are always bad (laughs) unless they're alexi from stranger things dude i totally just (laughs) thought of that too i was just like well there was one okay he was a Uh, bad guy he just likes slurpees (laughs) um yeah that was really pointless um but it led to a one the more memorable scenes to me but i mean we'll get to that when we get to it uh the guy like we said the guy's being just terrible shots uh that's kind of a cliche i mean i joked about it with stormtroopers from star wars they're all terrible shots um they're just like harry you're alive and you're a terrible shot that's what <laughs> makes me think of <laughs> but um probably the biggest bad thing that just made me laugh because we spent so much time talking about it last week the final song dude oh yeah what the heck is going on with the final songs in rainbow movies i don't know like the uh, in the original rambo movie i kind of under i feel like i understood what they were going for like they were going for hey we're gonna we're trying to be dramatic with this we're trying to you know send a message or communicate a message and this time it's just like you clearly steered away from what you were doing in the first one and you just made this a entertainment action movie why are you putting this music in yeah they should have just had like a badass song like eye of the tiger they did for rocky right (laughs) where it's just like okay this movie's crazy over the top action we need a super like macho song at the end it's like read the room, people. Or that like the Sammy Hagar song and over the top. <laughs> Winner takes all or whatever that one's called. They needed something like that, like a rock song or something. Um it just fits the mood of the movie more. Well, um something I had down that I forgot to mention a little bit earlier when we were talking about how essentially the general plot of this movie was bad. Mm-hmm. Um, is along with kind of the plot and the timeline of this movie is why the heck did the military stick around? Like if they were there basically for this mission, why were they still hanging out when Rambo was lost and basically they wanted to wash their hands and be like, we did everything that we could. Yeah. Because they were basically just like screw Rambo. Yeah. Like, we got what we needed abort mission kind of thing yeah we can say we tried yeah and just be done with this but no we're gonna hang out for a few more days to you know just give give him the opportunity to come and kill us because he's so mad at us (laughs) and blow away all of our um computers and expensive technology (laughs) yeah and scream holding an enormous machine gun but yeah, I'm not sure what they were thinking with that one. But 
I mean, that scene at the end where he shoots up the office uh, ahead is the most 80s thing ever because they spent so much time like zooming in on the gun, like going through bullets, the shells hitting the floor, zooming in on his pecs and his biceps, and then like on his face, like screaming. And, uh, and of course, he's super sweaty and he's shirtless. Mm. And he's holding this big 50 caliber machine gun at the hip, just pumping off like a hundred rounds. Yeah. And that's when he confronts Murdoch. But yeah, I mean, as ridiculous as that is, it just makes me laugh because it's so, again, over the top that I just enjoy it. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> and it's one a- of the most memorable parts of the movie, I think. Mm, action movies and the 80s in general. So, of course. And there was two more that I always think of with this movie. Um, and it's, you know, I was talking about the Russians, uh, the scene where they have him like tied up and they're torturing him, mm-hmm. you know, cutting his chest and all that kind of stuff. That's one thing I really remember. And just like Rambo standing his ground and just being badass Rambo. I always remember that. And, uh, one of the kills in it, which I know is you probably have, is when he's covers himself in mud, mm-hmm. and he leans against that ledge, and then like obviously you just see his eyes open, and then he grabs the guy and stabs him. <laughs> yeah, that's one of them. That was always one of them when I would talk to my friends about Rambo, and it'd be like, be like, oh, I like Rambo too, and then one of my friends would be like, is that the one where he covers himself in mud? <laughs> <laughs> which is also. In Predator. I know. I was just going to say that. Another possible inspiration for Predator. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, what about you? What scenes or quotes did you have? Um, so, uh, cheesy 80s fashion. A quote I had was uh, when Troutman was talking to Murdoch. And he was talking about Rambo and explaining it to him. And he says, what you choose to call hell, he calls home. (laughs) And just like, okay, no normal person talks like that, but cool story. Um, (laughs) Another funny kind of quote that I had was actually um, for Ko's character. And they had that, what they tried to make a dramatic conversation about like Rambo's an expendable soldier, yada, yada, yada. And then she said something to him when he was originally supposed to leave and was just like, Rambo, you not expendable. And I I don't know. It was kind of cringy. Like I get it. But at the same time, it's just like, (laughs) Oh man. And little did we know that he was going to make a movie called the expendables. (laughs) Yes. That, that absolutely came to mind right away. But, um, Probably, so you talked about the mud kill. Probably yeah. the other kill that I always remember from this one is the uh, Vietnamese leader or one of the Vietnamese leaders when Rambo shoots him with the explosive arrow. Yeah. Which makes a <laughs> noise for some reason. <laughs> yeah. No idea why, but. Uh, because Rambo. Mm-hmm. Uh, another crazy macho one is Murdoch. I'm coming to get you. <laughs> yes, that's a good one. Uh, and then he does he he like grips the 
microphone before he says it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he smacks the Russian guy in the face then. Yeah. Um, Another funny thing, too, is when Martin Cove's character says to him something about he's glad he's back or something like that. And then Rambo just lays him out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Classic. Uh, anything else that stands out to you? Mm, I'm looking at my notes and I don't think so. Yeah, I'm good. Rock. All right, let me get to some trivia and facts here. So to prepare for his role, Sylvester Stallone did eight months of training for four hours a day. Um, he also took SWAT combat, archery, and survival courses. Hmm. So say what you want about Stallone, but he does prepare for roles. Right. So at the time of filming, there were close to 2,500 Vietnam veterans still missing in action. Hmm. And there was probably three after Rambo went there. <laughs> and then there were and those, zero. And those three died and he couldn't find their pieces. Uh, so Dolph Lundgren was initially signed as the Russian Lieutenant Colonel Podovsky. Aww. Uh, when Stallone realized it was the same man he was going to be in Rocky Four with, um, they had to pay off his contract because he didn't want to like have them in the same movie together and to lessen the impact of Rocky Four, I guess. Oh well, uh, I kind of get that because it was pretty. Sense. Yeah, it was pretty iconic with him and Rocky in the Rocky movie, so it could have it could have impacted that. Yeah. So this movie is co-written by James Cameron. Oh. Um, Cameron claims that he only wrote the first draft of the script, and that Stallone made many changes to it. Cameron had originally paired Rambo with a humorous sidekick. And it fleshed out the prisoners of war with elaborate backstories that were revealed over the course of the film. However, Stallone reportedly didn't like this, that the sidekick got all the cool dialogue and also scrapped most of the POW's backstories to the point where Cameron claimed they might as well have gotten to the jungle to pick up a six-pack of beer. <laughs> nice. Uh, when the film was released, the political content of the movie was considered controversial, with many feeling that the Vietnam War was altered to look and sound heroic Cameron commented that the, he only wrote the action and that Stallone wrote the politics hmm. so I couldn't even see Cameron and Stallone working together because that's two big egos button heads there yeah uh, so it's the only film in the Rambo series that was nominated for an Oscar <laughs> it was okay. nominated for special effects and sound effects that's a little lame yeah uh, the original title of the movie was First Blood 2, but Stallone decided that he wanted the series to be named after the lead character, just like the Rocky series. So re he retitled it Rambo First Blood Part 2, so he could name the uh, third film Rambo 3 instead of First Blood 3. Mm -hmm. gotcha. I don't think that was necessary. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> then why didn't he call this Rambo 2 First Blood? Or something, you know, because then they... it doesn't make sense that it's Rambo 3, the next one. It should have been Rambo First Blood Part 3. Yeah, or they could have just called it Rambo something else because once you see Rambo, you know what Rambo is. Yeah. Yeah. 
So James Cameron's original screenplay began with Colonel Trotman finding Rambo in a psychiatric hospital instead of a prison. Um, the psychiatric hospital concept was later um, used in Terminator 2. Mm. Which I think he probably should have been in a, a psych war because he kind of snapped the first one. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of just shift off to a prison where he's breaking up rocks in the desert. But it was the 80s, so I'm not too surprised that they yeah, just threw him in the prison labor. Right. So despite its anti-government stance, uh, President Ronald Reagan was actually a big fan of this movie. Mm. And I remember seeing a speech where he mentioned something about Rambo. So it's kind of funny. Uh, so it's the first film that was appear in over 2000 U.S. theaters. So a wide distribution on that one. Um, temperatures during filming sometimes reached 120 degrees. That's gross. I had down in my notes, I felt like I could feel how sticky and gross the movie was from like you could see the humidity. Yeah, well, I mean, Stallone's sweaty all the time. <laughs> and so is Co and everybody else. <laughs> Maybe that's why Stallone went around with a shirt off most of the time. Yeah. Uh, so the film's theme song, Peace in Our Life, was performed by Stallone's brother, Frank Stallone. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, he collaborated with his brother quite a bit in movies. And the last thing I got is this movie cost $44 million and it made $300 million in the box office. A little successful. Yeah. Uh, one thing I was going to talk about and I forgot to until just now is we talk about how this movie is just like ridiculous action, um, just oozing machismo. machismo. Mm-hmm. And the VHS cover and the CD cover is the most macho thing ever. It's an oiled up Sylvester Stallone holding on to an enormous machine gun with explosions in the background. Of course. Classic. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, so, grades. I pulled from IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. What do you think they are? Well, let's try 6.9. It's a 6.5. Okay. Um, run tomato critic. Um, uh, I'm gonna guess that they were kind of low, so 65 percent, 33. Oh, dang. Okay. Uh, audience 70 percent, 60. Okay, a little bit closer. Kind of surprised at the audience one. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, you can go ahead and go first. I can't remember who went first last time. Yeah, I can't remember either. Um. Like I always said, this used to always be like, oh, this is my favorite Rambo movie. And I still really enjoy it. I mean, the nonstop action, the ridiculous 80s masculinity and constant explosions and all that kind of stuff. Um, It's entertaining. Um, It's definitely not as good as the first one, I don't think, as far as a movie. But I think if I'm looking for a Rambo movie I'm either going to go Rambo 2 or Rambo 4 because of how like the action and just the overall entertainment value but at the same time I realize this movie is pretty flawed 
Um, the plot's pretty weak, and it's just like, let's just put Rambo in the jungle and have him kill a bunch of people. <laughs> Which, you know, is awesome, but at the same time, it's just like, this is the best we could come up with. Uh, I ended up landing on a four and a half out of five. I couldn't okay. give it a full five because, like, I know that it's not the perfect movie. And I don't know. It, even though I've watched this one probably the most out of the whole bunch, I just, you know, I, I couldn't give it that full on five. Mm-hmm. What about you? Rock. Well, I, um, I, the easy place for me to start was this was not a five out of five movie. Yeah. Um, you, and so there is comparison to the first one. However, I also have to be realistic from the standpoint that these two movies are not trying to be the same thing because the first one, like we already talked about, it was, it had more of that drama element and, um, was trying to be kind of more impactful. This one was just, it's an action movie. They were not really trying to do anything else. So really these between the first one and the second one, they were trying for two different objectives. Um, Even that being said though, in the realm of action, I don't feel like this is a five out of five. Um, I'm not sure exactly what is, I think what it is is that there wasn't, a lot to say that was great it was a lot of it was good there were a couple things that we mentioned that were not very good definitely some things that kind of fell in the bad a little bit um product of its time uh you could say possibly but so i was actually hovering more between a four or four and a half ultimately though um it is accomplishing what they were going for you know action blowing things up entertainment as you say non-stop as we always say over the top so i i landed at four and a half out of five as well rock we're on the same page <laughs> i think it's funny that anytime we give our grades we're usually right around the same <laughs> yeah there's a few that we get i feel like the ones that we usually get further away from is uh kind of the horror genre yeah, and I I think with Oscar too because I think I gave Oscar like a one, <laughs> and I think yours was a little bit higher than that. But you had more of like a nostalgia with it and a connection with it. Yeah, well, you're just biased against Stallone's <laughs> superior acting in a comedy movie. I don't know. I think I was higher than you than in Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. <laughs> oh, actually, it could be true. Oh gosh. Yeah. Um. Man, it's going to be interesting watching Rambo 3 again because it's been a while since I've watched that one. And I always remember that being my least watched and my maybe my least favorite. And I'd be kind of interested to see how I feel about it this time. Yeah, I don't know what I watched more. Rambo First Blood Part 2 or Rambo 3. I might have a better idea after I watch Rambo 3 again. Yeah, I saw Rambo 4 in a theater. Because I remember I saw that and I saw Rocky Balboa in the theater and those came out right around the same time rock but rock e but yeah if you guys are liking the show um please like subscribe and share um we are on pretty much every major platform uh we also have social media we are on facebook we're on instagram we're on tiktok we're on youtube and we are on x is that what it's called now twitter 
I don't know. know. One of the two, whatever Elon wants to call it. Um, but yeah, follow us on there. Uh, we post lots of different stuff, stuff about movies. Um, I don't know. I've been, my thing lately is I go to the thrift store and I buy these old blank VHS tapes and see what's on them. So that's kind of interesting at times because I find some cool stuff. Sounds to get some disappointing things. Um, I have yet to come across any inappropriate stuff. <laughs> which I know can be common when people do this kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, check us out of there if you want to see some interesting things that uh, we post. And uh, our YouTube page, we have some episode stuff on there. We have some just fun things on there. I posted a video today. Is an old commercial from 1987. Uh, for Saturday night's main event, and it's got Hulk Hogan in it sitting on top of a cage, and he's super oily like Rambo, (laughs) (laughs) ranting and raving about stuff, and he said a wrestler's name wrong, and it's pretty funny. Uh, It's a full 11 seconds to go and check that one out. Get some other fun things on there, too. But um, come by next time. We're going to be continuing on with Rambo. We're going to be talking about Rambo 3. And until then, as always, be kind and rewind.